Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Mikhail. Uh, if you're just now tuning in, I recommend going back and listening to part one as we literally jump off where we left off. Um, thank you so much for tuning back in. I appreciate it. All right. Without further ado, Mikhail. Lines that teachers have said to me. Mm-hmm. So okay. there is a certain aspect of uh, like the lessons that I've, I've learned from school your schooling is also a bit different, yeah, which my, my I think is a good is, caveat to throw in. Because yeah. I'm speaking from the traditional public education POV. And I went to a great public school. Like, you know what I mean? There's yeah. lots of underfunded public schools with less opportunities than mine. Like, There's a documentary Paul showed me. It was... Uh, I, don't, I don't even know. Is it uh, Superman? With, um, yeah. Yeah, with um, uh, Jeffrey Kanda. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Can you all talk about yeah, 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 he's he's really a pioneer. And in, then there's also the book Outwitting the Devil, which talks yeah. about education and solutions and problems in there. In 1912, yeah, he wrote it's that. Like, what has changed? And what, what this it is, book was banned. Like it was I, banned. It was hidden in a vault because yeah. they were so afraid that what he was crazy. Society was because he was think, he's think crazy. about 1912, and he's saying the churches. Every time you say the word devil, you increase the fear. There's no such thing as this negative horned red entity. Like this is a propaganda. Just as there's no such thing as this, you know, this well, white long haired dude. I that's would say that in his sort of conceptual understanding of the word heaven and hell, there is a conceptual place for these visualizations. Mm-hmm. And so to say that like heaven and hell don't exist would say I'm not that saying that. I'm saying that a Entity with a red guy doesn't yeah, walk there's out. There's no one that, that's not gonna like. It's all metaphysical. It's all yeah. in your head, and so it's exactly. not actually gonna manifest. I mean, it, but we're not. But then we're not bad. taught how to fix our head, if because the average person, especially now, is dealing with anxiety, overindulgence, of dopamine. I mean, a myriad of things. Yeah. On top of health underlying health Information problems, overload, everything. So I mean, much. stress is a stress is. What what ends up happening is increased cortisol levels. I'm sure at a mass level, we are what's called. Like I definitely feel more stressed, and I know that I'm very privileged. And there's, you know what I mean. And so I I can just imagine what other people. I think I might leave that out just to be optimistic. Um, But there's a YouTube video by what's his name, Green, something. John Green? No, it's not John Green. It's someone else, but is he it, has a video. Does he talk about dopamine? No, he talks about how generations go through this cycle of uh, of sort of building up and falling down. It's life, isn't it? Entropy and anti-entropy. Yeah, and it's also in the, the texts of the Bhagavad Gita, there's the... Yeah, and there's no good or bad. It just is. It just is. And so... But I don't think that te- I don't think that means okay, but there's chill. you know it's like it's like and what do I do now right like I think this is how I see life I'm sorry you were gonna say something do you want to oh on? sure I'll, I'll finish the thought so like yeah. in, in sort of Hindu gods there's the the god of uh, Vishnu Shiva mm-hmm. and uh, the sort of Atman mm-hmm. or yeah. the preserver whoever the preserver is yeah. Uh, there are a lot of different uh, yeah, and so and it, it's the it's the concepts of those yeah. sort of gods that interest me. It's the concept mm. of what they creation, 
of what they stand for. And so there's the concept of creation, destruction, preservation. Mm-hmm. And that is what life is. It's entropy that just collapses and builds on yeah. the, the destruction. Yeah. It's like, you know, you could draw a beautiful sandcastle, but the water will wash it away. Yeah. But I think that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to build a sandcastle. Like, or dig a hole. Like, I don't think either is... Like, I think we are we are a product of creation like as much as we want to as long as much as people want to say oh i'm not creative which i think people actually believe some people believe they're not creative because they are comparing they're looking over to someone else's sheet and going oh they have all the answers checked in i don't when it's it's contextual creativity like yeah and i think what are you creating for yeah every you're always creating whether it's whether it's that optimistic mindset and going you know or it's putting that negativity out there and going you know what you know James really sucks like he just is a fucking piece of shit like okay that's not creating it is creating but oh, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's it's what it what it's doing is it's it's not beneficial if, creating if it it's, James it's, hears that negativity even if not you're putting that out yeah you're still putting that out but it, what, it, what it does is it fortifies him hopefully or it breaks him down and then he learns the lesson that it, it's, it's but it also working. says about you like what kind of person are you if you go out of your way to create yeah. words that aren't are you building people up putting people down right. it's like you don't gotta be perfect like no one's perfect like shit gets on your you know you get pissed off sometimes like yeah. but I think there's that's where education comes into like I don't know but okay coming back sorry you want to say something about your view of life like how I see it I am uncertain as to what um, heaven or hell is mm. or what um, a good life or a bad life is a success or failure I think everything's context and everything is personalized and everything anyway but what I think I can do with my best guess of what this world is and where I stand in this world is to do my best to um, expand love in any capacity and also have fun and that's all I know to do in life you know what I mean because I don't know whether this good thing that I could do like how humanitarianism can be harmful to society in some capacities if not done well you know what I mean like I could be feeding this person that it could have a good effect right now but in the long run it might not be good because they don't know how to fish whatever but I think the best thing I can do is just to do my best to make someone's life less shitty yeah. or to make my life less shitty and that's all I would I can do with the best guess of what I have of reality and that's yeah. how I see life it's just to do my best because yeah. that's all we can do the right. greatest thing to do right now mm-hmm. is be right now <laughs> is, is, is to yeah be here but also like I don't know there, there's this whole speech I want to say about this this one feeling I have but I don't think I'm ready to put it into words because uh, it's, it's sort of just a feeling at this moment mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's to be direct it's you've got to do what you think is right right now and mm-hmm. at this moment because if you wait yeah and if you if you let that potential build up this doubt, then it's there's nothing more pre- yeah. no, nothing more common than wasted potential or untapped potential. Like every That's what my dad used and, to tell And this me just about goes that. for society yeah. as a whole right now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. because society is is 
literally crumbling before our eyes in every aspect of the word. It's completely crumbling. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I think we live in a meme age and a digital age where people aren't. It's very fragile. Yeah, and a lot of people can be hurt easily. A lot and of very people fast. can be hurt very easily, very fast, very quickly. And mm-hmm. what we, I think, a lot of people can be helped very easily. Yes, but I think I get what you're saying about how we shouldn't wait till we get enough resources to do things. That we should just do whatever we can now. And I believe it's. There's also the, the idea of delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if you delay that gratification and you find a way to, mm-hmm. to impact even greater, mm-hmm. you should do that instead. Exactly. But it's all about... It's contextual too. You know, the theory about being rational is the fact that you need to know all the information, but you don't. Everything's the best guess of what reality is. So yeah, you yeah. will make the most rational decision based right. on however much you know. And I feel like that will continue to expand as we grow older the information we know as it changes but like you said we need to take the action right now that will create the most good and that action right now might be not taking action you know what i mean it could be inaction Mm -hmm. but inaction could also be the cause of of greater problems exactly but and it's, so it's all it comes back to it's all your awareness and your lessons that you've experienced mm-hmm. and I, I think that just writing down your thoughts and getting a collection of, of thoughts together allows you to reflect more effectively in a sort of noble way yeah and so when reflecting in this way it it humbles you to your mistakes mm-hmm. so that you can learn from them. It also gives you the mind space to not be so in the moment all the time. Because what I think is, is more effective than being in the moment is having the, the awareness of knowing where you've been and knowing where you're going. Mm-hmm. And so it's better to have a trajectory of of, of a, say a trajectory curve than it is to have just one data point mm. yeah. yeah I think it's it, also a best guess an intention an intention yeah. and a direction is important but you don't want to miss it's a, what actually exists which a, is the present right it's like, like an right. oxymoron but and it's so, perfectly possible to balance do we're just shooting an arrow up in the sky and it's just gonna fall right down like that's what yeah. we I don't do. want to shoot an arrow to the sky <laughs> there's this thing called gravity it's a Marcus Aurelius quote oh that's right I think it's Marcus Aurelius it's someone that sounds very Marcus Aurelius oh it sounds Marcus Aubrey-esque actually but it's Marcus Marcus no 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 it is it is Aurelius okay shoot an arrow up arrow comes down mm-hmm. okay like what have you learned <laughs> sure yeah. The, the arrow will fall. Gravity. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> whoa, what did I expect? <laughs> yeah. And so it's also kind of relieving to know that in, in a sort of broader sense that the mark we leave on the world like hundreds of years who's going to remember the clowns? Who's going to remember... Mm-hmm. The, the people of influential sort of greatness or, or badness or the villains like yeah. we're all in this sort of play of yeah. philosophy and, and life and, and sort of the exchange of our experiences but we're also the directors 
which well, is beautiful. Where the directors, where the writers, yeah. where the actors. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's liberating in that. I think a lot of people fear death, and I but think we're it's, also the audience. We're yeah. also the observer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. is so, cool. Yeah. But I feel like Oof. being an audience makes it when you're able to watch yourself and kind of get that consciousness, you become a better director, a better actor. You know yeah. what I mean? When yeah. you find a way to get into the shoes of the audience, which is yeah. Yeah. Reflection. There's a quote by Lao Tzu, I think. Mm-hmm. It's uh to reflect is to be noble to experience is, is the most bitter uh, there's one in the middle that I'm, I'm trying to remember um, to imitate is the easiest um, and so there's there's one point I wanted to hammer home that I want to try to think on but uh, I want to ask you guys a question um, what is your why and I think I saw this on your Instagram story yeah um I, my, my main thing is just to live, I've realized this recently, I used to, I studied a lot of what Simon Sinek said, and his why was, you know, I read, start with why, his why is, you know, to inspire people to do what they love, and that resonated with me, because I feel like if I'm able to impact people, that's fulfilling for me, um, but, not a but, and I, love to create I love ideation and execution and I used to make haunted houses and like just seeing something and going let's make it now you know and I think I think I can have the inspiration as a byproduct of the creation so to me my purpose is to live a creative life um, inspire others to do what they love inspire others and inspire others to do what they love and ultimately hopefully change the world for the better as a byproduct and I hope to leave the world better than it was before I arrived and hopefully people better than they were before I arrived and that is ultimately my why it fluctuates though and I think right now that's what it is and that's the intention and direction I'm moving in I see okay so do you think that um let's see like being in a college town like Tucson do you think that like what do you think about the atmosphere here well so I freshman year I joined a social fraternity first semester Um, second semester I joined a business fraternity and the first semester I joined a social fraternity I was the purpose behind that was um, because it's what other kids were doing in a sense and it made sense Um, my dad started an AEPI chapter at cow so it was like okay well I can do that you know um, but then I got in and I I didn't come to school I remember I, I toured Kansas yeah. K, KU and I remember seeing the Smith dorm and seeing oh it could snow and I could like be here making music like I knew I wasn't going to college for anything other than to grind and to make music and to just get better because um, that's what I had been doing senior half of junior year of high school so I came and I kind of faltered on that for the first semester. I was still making music in my dorm room a bit, trying to stay committed. I was really listening to a lot of Tim Ferriss, and that's when I got into, you know, I I'm sure I'm sure you've heard of the newsletter, The Hustle. Um, Actually, haven't. Okay, but so I know I'm familiar with Tim Ferriss. 
Yeah, so I found out about Tim Ferriss through this newsletter called The Hustle, and I finessed, I hustled getting free tickets. They had this thing called HustleCon. It's like Coachella, but for entrepreneurs. And Casey Neistat spoke at one, Tom Bilyeu spoke at one, and it's in Northern California, San Francisco. Mm. Um, And I just, you know, I started clothing brand in high school. So, like, I have always loved doing shit, and I got to college, and I realized a lot of people don't. When I toured Kansas, there was a guy I went to high school with, and I, I was like, I don't know what I expected, but I got there and people were just like playing ping pong and just chilling. And it was like, yeah. I don't, I had this idea that kids did shit. And like I they think, hustled. yeah, I guess that's the word, but I, okay. I feel like people have this negative connotation with like grind, get it done. Like, yeah, sometimes but I just watch Netflix. There but is like, a negative sort of toxic world in the self-help place. For, yeah. for sure. When you're talking about gurus, I kind of flinched because I think like, there's lots of great people, but there's also lots of, like, and sometimes you can't tell who's who. And I think, but I no, think they're also doing their best. Yeah, you know, some of them. Everybody's doing attention. their best. With yeah, what they know. in their yeah, mind. Yeah. exactly. But it's just different. I mean, Tucson's different than U of A, and there's subsects of U of A that are different than other subsects. Right. So and so it's 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 just this vast, diverse community. You can't really right. put one label on it. Yeah, I don't um, know if that answers the question. No, it does. I think it, it gives me the context I need. Okay. Um, but the... I'm curious what yours is, too. About the U of A? Oh, about your why. Why? Uh, yeah, oh. what's, what's your why? It's really funny when you said that, because I remember meeting you for the first time, and we didn't really uh, talk to, like, before we were going to leave, and I asked you, what was your why? Yeah. And you showed me this chart of different things that you wanted to do with like education and all that but I was like but what's your why like why do you want to do all these different things because it has to root from that you know so I remember talking to you about that and I just thought it was cool like that parallel but um, I think really similarly to you uh, I would say it's just to serve and like what I said earlier is just to make this world less shitty because I know that I can't fix things but I know I will do whatever in my capacity in my knowledge to make something less shitty there's there's a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson Mm -hmm. Um, a thousand oaks come from one acorn mm-hmm. and so the idea yeah. of that is like you can literally just plant a seed and have yeah. that germinate and sit mm-hmm. and but that's the thing about heaven and hell I think not to bring that back up but like I think the seeds that are planted you know you can uproot seeds that can manifest in negative things yeah before they uh flower i guess but you can also plant beautiful things right like you could plant trees you could plant things that help other people that create more oxygen yeah or you could plant seeds of weeds you know and i think so yeah I, 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 i think hell and heaven is what you make now and what you make life and if I sit in my head like you said it's all in your head granted I don't know if there's an afterlife I don't know so I'm just gonna speak on my idea when I hear heaven and hell why wait why wait why be fearful and then just why act out of fear it's so hard because you think that you've given all this momentum to things that you think will be fruitful and so to have too much courage and take the ambiguity of everything that comes your way exhausting mm-hmm. and uh, I think that I guess you can only plant so much and tend to a garden to keep it healthy uh, before you, know, you, you 
you just overwhelm yourself. Yeah. And I'm trying to find that that nice harmony harmony of you know like what's stressful, what's too stressful, and like I'm definitely uncomfortable a lot of the time, and I think that's how growth happens. Um, seek discomfort. Seek, it's not. It's not seeking discomfort for discomfort's sake. It's growth sake. It's doing the things that you need to be doing that make you uncomfortable because you have to be doing all these things. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. So something I do is I actually have a little garden, and I think I think a lot of people are climbing social ladders, are trying to accumulate massive amounts of wealth, are trying to you know like do the most good and, and all of this other sort of like well-intentioned stuff. But I think in overreaching, there is a corruption of character mm-hmm. in that process, and so to grow slowly. Great. It's, it's greed. Yeah. It's it's like when you're given an inch, people take a mile. It's the lack of knowledge of who you are. I believe it all comes back down to identity, because mm. your identity will provide that intention and that why. Yeah. When you know where you stand in the universe, because if you think about us, let's say you're a tree, you're a flower, I'm a fish, right? I need to figure that out for me to do my best as a fish. But the thing is, we're taught to be molded into the system to fit wherever right. but I think it right, takes like you're a healer you know yeah, you're a preacher but or whatever. it takes like, reflection for me to know yeah. my identity and then it comes out from there and but it, it's when you also sit, like, like not everyone will know exactly what they want to be and so you have to like throw them into a couple things so that they know that they don't like this and they don't like that that's that's on a more physical level but I'm thinking more on like a spiritual level when we understand that we're spiritual beings with a human existence there's a different perspective we'll take on wealth and a different perspective we'll take on the way we treat other people cause and then the more the more knowledge you have in that realm mm-hmm. the better uh I guess think of a video game. The better the graphics are going to be, the better yeah, exactly. The, so the better your understanding of, of navigation mm-hmm. will be. Yeah. So when you talk about the corrupt, the corruption of character, I believe is because there's a lack of identity. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it becomes it's the focus is in the acts the and focus not the intention. Is in people pleasing mm-hmm. and trying to do the most good. Um, but what I, what ends up happening is that by taking on that character you've lost the previous character and so you you, you don't really you like you, you made a new save too far in the future and you don't really know the progression mm. that's a, I guess a video game analogy you could use <laughs> I kind of understand that yeah I think yeah it's like there's this video I watched recently of this guy named Hiram he does like skincare and stuff now but it popped up on my YouTube page and it says I was a humanitarian and I regret it so it's like ooh what is this and I clicked it and he was talking about how our perspective of things is just very limited sometimes when we think that we're helping people but we're really damaging societies and crippling them because what it comes down to is if if you do something at all costs you're crossing boundaries of people who have a little bit more, uh, I guess, progression mm-hmm. to them, and so if you set 
like your goal as like your one goal is to do this and you'll stop at no costs you're not giving the opportunities for other things to mm. uh, yeah. teach you other lessons and also you don't know them as well as they know themselves and so one of the main things is like how does it make sense for people to pay millions of dollars so a bunch of teenagers can build a house in the Philippines when the people of the Philippines can learn how to build a house probably have better understanding of how um, where to find resources that are cheaper and all that to build their own house when you can take that money and so it's but there's this um, you fetishize um, be doing good things and because of that people do it's all these ego. trips exactly so it comes back down to the identity it's, it's the fantasy of, as well exactly of yeah. idolizing an act and an image you get by doing that act yeah but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it right like so for example when I go to the grocery store and it says do you want to donate a dollar mm-hmm. to COVID or whatever it's like a dollar is not going to hurt me I could give a dollar yes. you know should I not give it because I am acting out of I will feel good by doing this yeah. I don't and do it always do I don't so. do it for the for mm-hmm. the uh, for the bagger to go thank you for donating like it's a dollar like I don't actually yeah. I actually don't like when they say that I would rather just do it and not have any yeah. like but I do that for me just as much and a dollar is not going to change that much mm-hmm. but I walk away feeling better and I think that's not a bad thing to do it's not selfishness is not bad I don't think selfishness right. is bad I think it in, in a lot of people think that like power is bad and money is mm-hmm. bad they're actually completely neutral it's exactly. what you do yeah. with it's a medium them. yeah yeah it's energy broke yeah. is bad if you if you want to look at it like that because how can you help people poverty people? is bad right. yeah but you can't really do anything if you're in poverty right. mm-hmm. and I don't mean to when I say broke and, is bad and, and I don't mean to I actually, bag on anyone that is quote unquote broke yeah. I say that as you just as powerful and rich is bad broke it's not like you said it, it is and it's what you do with the situation there's wonderful people that are in poverty yeah. you know what I mean there's wonderful people that are millionaires there, like are, there are happier people in poverty than there are people who are rich just because mm-hmm. of the actions that they get to do and the community that they get to hang out with and also the realization... And you know, that's not always true. There's quite right. yeah. a lot of struggles with more impoverished people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's initiatives from people who have abundance to sort of distribute that mm-hmm. to them. Yes, but it has to be done in a way that is well-intentioned, and from that intention will come out a better methodology than just... An idea, or by idolizing specific acts that are seen in public to be good, right? Taking a doing, picture, and exactly. It's yeah. also the intention has to have retention, mm-hmm. and so that intention has to be, it like to say cast a line. Uh, you can make a connection from point A to point B one time, and that's your intention. Mm-hmm. But if you lose that connection, and you're still thinking you're doing that good yeah. your energy is misdirected exactly and it's it's going out yeah it's going out in all different directions and so what you have to do is 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 build that connection have a retention that supports the transfer of that mm-hmm. that mental energy yeah and that should be what an intention is I feel is as yeah. uh, one that is and so there's there's trees that root out really wide Mm -hmm. and then there's the saguaro cactus for example roots extremely deep Mm -hmm. and so you can be you can be a generalist which is that sort of wide 
sort of spread yeah. of, you a, of a root system. What? Have you read range? No, I haven't. About how a generalist is better than a specialist? I'm I'm both in some. Yeah, ways. I was just gonna say. I think the optimal optimization of depth and width, right? Like a thousand true fans to have enough enough width, enough depth with enough width. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't want just one sugar daddy. That's not Whoa. as fulfilling. Well, <laughs> <laughs> where's this analogy? <laughs> well, okay. So a thousand a true sugar fan. daddy instead of many only fans. Is that what you're saying? Wait. So sure. <laughs> yeah. Actually, though, like I think that's the analogy, right? Like first of all, sugar is extremely bad. For <laughs> no, I get what you're saying though, but they didn't they didn't mean it in a way that we would interpret that like knowing a lot of things are is a bad thing or it's it's talking about how we need to learn things that are transferable instead of um, learning to memorize or just to get the grade. We need to learn um, systems and processes so we can transfer them to other things in life. And that way, it's easier to learn other things. So that's kind of what the book is about. But that's besides the point. Yeah, it's sort of like the Da Vinci effect in that when you're What's a Renaissance man or person, so to make things more modern, mm-hmm. uh, when you're a Renaissance person, you have the skills in a lot of different areas. Yeah. And so you have a broader understanding of how life works. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, that's, that's enlightenment. That's enlightenment. And so... But with that, you can be better at something specialized. Yes, as well. and so once you figure out what you're doing, Da Vinci's like known doing. for his painting, but he also, you know, mathematician, biology, mathematician, uh, the the uh, designing and engineering for the helicopter modifications and stuff he had. But he's still known for you know the art. Yeah. Wait, but it's all of it. It's all. It's like it's all. It, it's all encompassed. That's why I love Pharrell Williams, right? Like he did clothing. He does music production. He does singing, writing. Yeah. Like he does uh, like social work. It's like Tyler like too. Tyler, there's countless Diddy and Jay Z. I mean, there's caveats with yeah. people. I don't. Know. No one's there, perfect. But. There's a lot of different people that do. I think we're a in a second Renaissance. I really do. Really. I yeah. I do think so, but I also think we're in this sort of paradoxical situation in which there's. There's such a wide stage on the planet. Yeah, it's where, like an oversaturation. Like, it, back in history, societies were more condensed and more uh, limited by the transfer of information yeah. uh, to the speed of their being. Now, it's too much. We can just instantly communicate with anybody in the world and take a plane to a different continent and be there yeah. in eight hours. So, the speed at which the events are happening is increasing exponentially it's just as entropy would guide and so to keep up with all of this this the foundation has to stay put because if that foundation just crumbles then there's nowhere that entropy is just going to leak out and and uh, we won't have a good time can you say something? no can I ask so I want to get back to how you went from playing games to then making them to okay. then going. Yeah, I think. Even got yeah, I know. Stuff and how long have wow. we been talking? It's been like two hours, oh, but God. this is a great conversation. I really enjoy it. I think yeah, one twenty two hours. Um, uh, I mean, I think. Are you gonna upload this? Potential. I mean, well, I want to see how the audio is. I'll have to cut everything. Maybe cut, maybe do separate segments or something. That sounds Part good. one or two. Yeah. Part one or two. But we like floated between topics too, you know what I mean? It's yeah, that's true. I mean, we also like t- 
touched a topic and then like lost it. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's fine. I mean, I that, that's definitely a generalist thing to do. I'd say. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, how did you go from playing games to then? Oh, okay. I guess I'm gonna start making them to then creating gaming. So was it like 500 million plays or players? Yeah, 500 million. That's insane. And I bet it's much more now that the quarantine. That people are we have, we've actually seen an, an increase in players by how since many quarantine. Uh, what? How many times? I don't know. Like so five, what five, is five hundred? I wouldn't say it's doubled, but no? like the, okay. it's but a lot. steady growth. Wow. So f- five hundred million players or plays or five hundred million clicks on a play button that wow. invokes a server, starts a gaming client, and puts them in a session. Mm-hmm. How does that? feel when you try to grasp that it's like it's cool (laughs) it's pretty cool (laughs) because that's like right like you you were one of those clicks to think that you did clicked 500 million times is like if you think about a spotify artist like you think a spotify artist has like probably like a million clicks a million plays. Million that's streams. a lot as an artist, right? That's a lot as an artist. Yeah. But to have a video game that has 500 million, I don't even, like, sometimes I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm it's, sure it's, it's probably just, safer to not think about it. Yeah. Because the implications of that, too, you need to think about. And, like, you know, there are a lot of things. Yeah. It's very fulfilling, but it's also, like, scary. Pride is not the best thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, sure. try to, I try to avoid pride and because what I've learned at a very young age is that uh, when you're very proud and, and you take pride in something it also comes with vanity it's growth and vanity is not fun yeah Can so I, it's not like you hit 500 million overnight so like two things one was it gradual like what how, when it, when you first put it out yeah and I'm so curious prior to putting it out so how yeah you went I'll, from, I'll, I'll, tell about the, uh, the build up and the okay. sort of behind the scenes uh, aspect of that um, so I started making this car game uh, first okay so let's let's start at the very beginning I had a tech demo of a suspension chassis I don't know what half those words are I don't <laughs> tech and demo that's it suspension <laughs> okay. that's just like when you get so, so cars school. have suspension to reduce bumps in the in their driving so it's a nice smooth ride Cool. And so cars on Roblox back in the day had no suspension. The they, they had tank steering. It was just awful. And so there was no good uh, car physics on the platform. Okay. And so what I did is I created a physics system that was simulated. And so it was on two hinges in sort of this box. And then I would put the car on, side, on top of the box and then make all the the constraints and the sort of the physics parts invisible so that it was just four little wheels that are smooth and that rotate and that go on a, on a nice little car body. And so it started out as a free model, which if a free model in Roblox is creations that other developers put up into a marketplace for free. And so you can learn how other developers do things. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they so choose to, to put those out there for free, which is which is great. And so my intention when making this game is I'm going to create this chassis 
that's better than all the chassis. And then I'm going to make a game using that chassis. Use the utilization of my tech to make a fun racing game, a fun open world game where cars can drive and you can see other people drive cars mm -hmm. and you can customize your car. And so it started off as this really basic, pretty badly designed city. Okay. <laughs> and uh, over time I would do iterations on cities and, and iterations on and how old the cars. Uh, when I made my first working MVP, which is a minimal viable product, I was, I want to say 14. Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was like middle school. Eight years old. That's crazy. Um, and so from there, I was like, all right, so this is the foundation. I've got cars, I've got an environment, and I had to learn how to script. And so. What was the, what was the city based on? The, the city, the first city was based on L.A. Okay. And so it was this sort of GTA-inspired... Was GTA out? Uh, I was GTA 4 GTA. at the time. Okay. And so GTA 5 came out when the game was around... They came around... They literally had released around the same time. Okay. Um, back in 2016. Yeah. 2016. Uh, so that that's when my game released from being uh, early access. You had to pay to get in and sort of experience what is called beta. And so there's a beta version, and inside the beta version... How long did it take you to go from, I want to start coding a game, to beta? Oh man, it was like a year. Did you do it by yourself? or At first, yeah. So and you learn just from YouTube tutorials or just from trial and error? So my brother has made a couple games okay. and he taught me the basics of Lua. And then from there, uh, I was able to, to learn the, the hierarchy and how to manipulate uh, the object-orientated sort of nature of Roblox and properties there and all the constraints and motors and, and things they have. And so I was able to using a mixture of free models and tutorials and just trial and error, make a car that was superior to anything on Roblox at the time. Mm -hmm. um, from there... How old was Roblox at the time? Like it wasn't... How many people, do you know the reference to how many people were using it? So then, yeah, I'll, I'll give a sort of front page number. Okay. So the front page, the, the most popular game at the time, probably had like on a weekend maybe like 2,000 people on it so you were early very, very early. early so very early adopter uh, I think I remember when when a game hit 10,000 everyone in the community was like whoa like, <laughs> we're big <laughs> yeah. wow. but now now the, the biggest game uh, for perspective uh, I think it's called Adopt Me has has once reached a peak of uh, I don't want to say the wrong number, but between the Guess numbers the of two hundred and five hundred thousand, wait, on it a single time concurrent. Yeah. So it's grown wild, quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
<clears throat> um, let's see. So once I had an MVP, I needed to know how to do data saving and manipulate tables so that when a player joins the game, they can make a change to their car, leave, it saves, and they come back and it's still there. Right. And so I didn't know how to do that. And so my brother was working with this uh, programmer. Uh, his name is, at the time, Tech Team 911. And he owned a, a little business who he fixed computers and worked at Best Buy. Um, so I, I had him do a gig where there was an auto shop and he would go into that auto shop and make it save the appearance data for the cars. So you could paint your car, you could paint your rims and put neons on, I think. That was like a couple things that you could do at the time. Since then, it's the auto shop has evolved and now you can you have this color wheel of all RGB values, you have reflections, uh, red, green, red, green, blue. Yeah. And so <clears throat> now you can just pimp out your car, put materials on it, change the camber, change the suspension softness, like everything. What's the game called? It's called Vehicle Simulator. Yeah. Nice. I forgot to mention that Vehicle Simulator on Roblox. Nice. Um, You've made more games too, right? So. I've made tech demos, but Vehicle Simulator is my first game. The baby, right? Yeah, that's, the baby. that's my only baby. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, from beta to where it is now, what roller coaster ride was, did that look like in hindsight? Or when you were in it, even? Like, what did it look like? Oh, I'm making a game and playing it and showing your. Like, so. I'm making a game and playing it. Yes, so uh, let's see. What do, what do I say about this? Like, what do you? So okay, so you go from you go from beta. You're at beta right now, right? So you got some people paying to play it. Yeah. And some. And so that funded the development. Ah. Okay. And so being able to monetize an early access game uh, allowed me to then hire this guy who did the, the auto shop data saving. Mm and we worked on other game systems. So you're 15 years old making money yeah. on something that you created from nothing. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so once I was working with this, this programmer, creative directing, sort of managing everything, figuring out sort of like what, what I, I'm getting paid with PayPal, like from this company in, mm -hmm. in California, like my parents were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> No, like we were talking about earlier how um, doing things for the sake of, you know, seeking discomfort. And I didn't bring it up, but this is definitely an example of that for me. Like, I am such a big fan of learning. And I learn greatest when I can go, okay, wait, wait. So, just so for my clarification, you did this and that. Like, what I'm at right now with your story is like, yeah. you had an environment, whether it was at school or your home that allowed you this space to do that, right? Like if your parents were so strict and said no games after nine, there's maybe no right. vehicle simulator. Right. If you didn't go to the school where you were asked these questions and facilitated in this environment, maybe, you know what I mean? Right. And so those two things, this environment that was created for you to have the freedom to explore your interests. And it seems like your brother was a mentor figure throughout the process. 
guiding you in a sense. Oh no, I messed up here. Take that path. There's a sand trap up above. Right, and I've noticed those mistakes is so that I wouldn't make those same mistakes and, from him. From him, and yeah. so I say one of the greatest lessons is you don't have to make mistakes to learn lessons. You can look at other people right. who's made mistakes and avoid those mistakes. Right. That's the the. The smart man learns from his mistakes. The fool keeps making the same mistakes. The smart man learns from his, and the genius or wise man learns from others' mistakes. Yes. Yeah. No, that's good. But in a way, we're all fools. Oh, for sure. Because there's always someone who's more. Wise. Everyone knows something more than us. Everyone I ever meet will know something more than me. And and that's a great way of looking at. Just humility, right? Like humility and also just the now moment. It's like Yeah. There's always something to learn. Okay. We took a break here and ate pit chips and yeah, cut back in now. How did how did the beta do how did it get you to a place like like you had never you never worked a job before then probably. Like you're making money. Since you was fifteen, bro. <laughs> yeah. Do you wanna just like work in an ice cream shop one day? Do you ever think like you know what? Be a yoga teacher. I'm just gonna go to. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm just gonna go to Hawaii and just like chill. Like, have you ever has that thought ever come to your head? You're like, I'm just gonna go. I mean, I want to go to Cambodia and be a fisherman and just chill. Can you go? I've been to Cambodia. Have you been to Cambodia? I've been to Thailand. Okay. Can we go to Hawaii right now? Uh, no. Tao, Copenhagen, and and. Uh, Okay, cool. What's the big one? Bangkok? Uh, no. Did you say Bangkok? Thailand. Oh, that's right. Oh, so, so that's the mainland. I'm talking about the islands. Islands? Okay. Down there. There's, uh, there's three, but I can't... Crabby? There's more than three, but there's three that I went to. The big one down there. Is it Krabby? No. Either way. So there's, there's Koh Tao, and then there's Copenhagen. <laughs> You're like trying really hard to think of what's the third one. <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's let's come back to that. Okay. okay so, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're in the beta stages, and you... so yeah, there's the beta stage, and you know, I I was I was doing a swim team and and like okay. working on this game, and so like I remember the the summer after graduating high school, I was like, well, shoot, what I need a job, but then I'm like. Oh, this game is like this could be my job. Because now I'm like like made it the first time we cashed out the Robux to US dollars, I had two hundred and fifty dollars sent to me. I was like, Because so the way that you make money in the game is people you it's like they get tokens to then upgrade their cars or upgrade the user experience, right? And then that tokens that they spend can then get converted back to currency, right? So, so the the way it works is that we sell virtual currency, ah, okay. and we sell that uh, for a certain amount of Robux. Okay. And so the players on the Roblox platform buy Robux with U.S. dollars, cool. and and that funds the Roblox ecosystem. Okay. And so they take those Robux and spend it inside the games. It's like an arcade. Like an arcade. That's awesome. Yeah, and so with the Robux, you can then, you get 
percentage of those Robux. Okay. Say uh, a player spends a thousand Robux in mm-hmm. your game. Roblox takes a thirty percent marketplace fee, and so you're left with seven hundred Robux. And then the conversion rate is uh, you take seven hundred Robux and you multiply it by point zero zero three five. And it's so it's extremes, yeah. It, you get very, very little. Sense, um, the ratio is very little, but the multiplied by millions of people, mm. it adds up. Is that the only source of income? As in, is that the only way to revenue stream of robots? Yes. Okay. The monetization through that. There's um, no ads or anything. Product placement. So the thing is, it's like you simulator ran no ads. You spent no money. On targeting audiences <laughs> and promotion, I, I built up an organic Twitter following just by tweeting about the development of the game. Kind of like Elon's doing with Tesla. Yeah, that's cool. You were Elon before Elon. I mean, <laughs> not to not to it, to flatter you. Elon Musk started making video games. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. He we, he realized that from programming, he sold his first video game. And that's how he made his first PayPal money. Wow. So no, like from from the video game, he then went into uh, X.com. Okay. Which became PayPal eventually through eBay. Crazy. But anyway, um, so you. It's like communion right now. You had people in beta, and then from there. How did you, you got the developer to increase the game, um, for lack of words and vocabulary, <laughs> but, Let's um, enhance it. There so, you go, that's a good way. So, did you do any sort of, like, marketing, or was it just organically growing? Yeah, it was so that's a good. great question. It was just organic growth, mm. and so just word of mouth, and, uh, just... And I'm sure the game... And, and there's also this... There was an algorithm on the old games page before they updated it, and, and it was called Top Paid. And so uh, the games that were in beta, that were sort of exclusively just, you had to pay Robux to pay them, had their own sort. And so that got a lot of exposure for, for Vehicle Simulator because it was consistently number three. Wow. Right, so yeah, that's where I was going to get to, is the game... The Roblox probably is going to promote the ones that are doing well because then it's like, yeah, come oh, back to Roblox. We got a bunch of fun games like yeah, these. So exactly. If you can get your, it's like Spotify getting, oh yeah, come to Spotify. We got Joe Rogan and Joe Budden. And so by playing the algorithms of the front page, we were number three consistently on top paid. And we had a really good quality uh, logo. MVP. And so okay. we rose up on top rated. Mm. which is another sort above top paid. Okay. And so at the time it was popular uh, top earning top rated top paid. So you see it three times. You're so like what is that game? No. So you wouldn't see it on popular. Okay. You wouldn't see it on top earning yet. Actually you, you would but it was like f- pretty far down. Okay. Um, but you would see it on top paid and top rated. And so when we went from from uh, paid access to free to play, we had our monetization set. We knew that our players were like committed to the game. 
we had a community on Discord of like 30,000 people. And how old were you at that point? 17. Okay. About 17, probably. Um, was there any moment where you like didn't enjoy it? Yeah. Why? Because work can be stressful. Sure. And you want to please everyone or... Things go wrong and... Yeah. You try to please everyone, and it ends up pleasing no one, and, yeah. and so mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of lessons to be learned from. But your goal, your, it's really interesting because your goal it seemed never was to make a successful game. Your goal was just to make a game that you thought was fun to play. Exactly, and I think so a lot of people. I think there's something really pure and natural and cool in that. That yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, I want to be the. You yeah. know, people in the comments are like. I'm gonna work with Travis Scott one day, and it's like, well, you're you're moving with the intention for people to clap for you, and instead of clapping for yourself, and then maybe people will clap for you, but mm-hmm. as a byproduct, it. yeah, like yeah. there's yeah, there's definitely a sort of aspect where a lot of people um, will will put out their sort of will into the the universe and hope it it comes to fruition, but I I think that victory like the you can you can win a battle, but if you think the war is won, you've lost. That's the Bhagavad Gita. It's also it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> In what context does that apply to the like what bringing that back that metaphor back to the bring, game? Bring how that does that apply? back to the, the metaphor of the game? Like once we release to free, it's kind of like when you graduate college, you're like, oh well, shit, now I need to find a job. <laughs> really. Yeah. So like once we once we released from from free to play, we realized that our content ramp needed to be insanely quick to satisfy uh, the people that were coming in. Mm-hmm. And so we ramped up our content ramp and pretty much for I think a month we released an update every week. Oh. And they were not small updates. <laughs> so most I would assume my intuition says that most games don't last three years, let alone however long. It's been four and a half. I feel like most games don't stay relevant that long. How how do you think you've maintained the relevancy? Honestly, it's just like an intuition. Caring? You, you listen to the community, you ask questions. Like one of the best questions you can ask is literally, "What do you want?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, just be direct about it. And it seems like you care. It seems like I feel like coming back to the intention. It was never to blow up. You're just like, I just want to. I was a kid. It's like I want to create the best game that I would have wanted to play mm-hmm. all the time. Like yeah, and it was my favorite game for that's awesome. a really long time until uh, I, I guess just grew out of it or. I, I think it, I've never really grown out of it because I'm still working on it today. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> um, I think what it, what happened is sometimes I, I've just become more interested in other things because I, I feel as if there is a lifetime to the game and to utilize the... Oh, I knew it's I think the game has a really long lifetime. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it's that to stay cur- to stay current and to stay on top is extremely difficult. 
and, and I think this goes into the fact that it's easy I mean it's not easy but it's there's a relative easiness mm-hmm. of making it of what sort making of society no just making it defined as defined as like people see you as successful sure and so it's, it's easy it's it's not it's, it's relatively easy to make it once but to stay, stay successful, yeah, to stay that's what successful. Kevin Hart talked about, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's easier to get successful than to stay successful. It's extremely hard to stay successful. Why do you think that is? Why do I think that is? Mm-hmm. I think it takes time. Go ahead. Because expectations and standards are extremely high. And they keep going higher. Really. Well, they they I keep th- raising the bar. Yeah. The, the I bar think, keeps going. I think just from the outside looking in, because I don't know if I've achieved by definition of society's standard success. So I think this is more so my intuition. I think it takes different things to keep something than to get it. Right, like even a relationship, right? Like it's it's fun and flirty, right? Like there's a different spark that needs to occur in a relationship to maintain it. Yes. And I think that's a similar thing with success is you have to reinvent yourself. You have to, if you, if you keep giving the same stand-up bit, Mm-hmm. They'll move on to someone that keeps giving them new bits. It's like yeah. it, you have to keep doing something different than you did. And I think right, it's the same thing. It's like it's, if a musical artist gives you the same formula with every song. You can follow it's like, trends, or right. you can be a trendsetter. And I think being a sort of growing up, being a sort of observer, observer of society, I've realized that like I've realized what really evokes trends and sort of how to set your own trends. And so I. I figured out that like if I just focus on what I'm passionate about and I can find a niche for my own self. Yeah. Makes sense. Do you think you yeah. Do you think you um, started with an eye or a knack for design or picked one up on the way out of like necessity? Like Ooh. I think that's interesting. So that's a good question. Ooh, that's a really good question. Right, Chicken and egg type situation, though, because there might is. be a predisposition and then right. there's an right. no. Well, my intuition, I feel like when you think like 10,000 animals, right? Like, it, you, I feel like you playing the game, like me listening to music for however many years. If you were to go to music school for contemporary music, they're going to have you listen to music. So, part of the curriculum, if you go to film school, they're going to have you watch movies. So, right. if you've been watching movies for 10 years and then you pick up a camera, Although you, you'd be like, oh, I love films. Like, I'm going to try this. I think when you picked up... You have a better eye because you've been playing it. You, yeah, you understand. You, you have this perspective of yeah. what the viewer wants to see. I have this perspective of what the listener, me, wants to hear. And so I had a perspective of what gamers want because right. I played video games. That makes sense. So you, there's a standard. You're like, well, the car needs the suspension. and You know what I mean? Like, right. There's certain things where you're like, no, we got to adapt. We got to pivot. We got to change this. Exactly. And so we added different aspects to the game that kept players interested and so there's a certain amount of healthy experimentation in any given project where if you experiment too much you lose the core pillars of what made it successful sure, in the first place right. so you have to reiterate on those pillars to make them stronger but you also have to be risky and experiment Cody. What's going on? Cody. Shit, the freak out. What happened? I think the other dogs are outside. Oh, you can smell them. I think he hears it too. Hey, Cody. 
Um, okay, where was I? Too experimentational. Oh yeah, so you, you have to stay that. experimentational. And so, <laughs> so actually cute. something we're doing uh, recently is mm-hmm. we're featuring indie and big name artists in a virtual concert. Really? Yeah. I heard of that. And I heard that people were doing like all Travis. sorts of things on Roblox. They're like really? mm-hmm. people holding protests on Roblox. It's, it's cool. <laughs> very interesting. So we have a pretty large audience and we're very agile and we have a, a very talented development team. And so what we're doing is is we're each full moon we have virtual concerts. Um, twice in each hemisphere. Cool. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> What's up? And so our first show, we sold. Did you sell tickets? Because it's like we sold virtual tickets. Wow. Who were the performers? For, for the access, it was just Chandler. I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was literally just Chandler. I never met Chandler. But Wait, Chandler of from? I thought okay. this was an artist called Just Chandler. No, no Chandler Albert, as in the, Albert's friend. The really? Yeah. So wow. we actually did a, a venture that didn't succeed um, yet. I would say. There you go. Um, See, that's called growth mindset, people. Definitely. We need more of that. And so it, it, and it was a temporary defeat. Um, it was a learning opportunity. It was a learning opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've learned so much from it. Yeah. And what I've actually learned is that like, when you go out there and you do things that are risky and you, you actually put your money into things that feel like a spark for something that's real, it will feed and, and grow into something that actually is real. Right. Um, and so with Magic Carpet, what I found out is that you really do not need a physical space to be an artist anymore. Mm-mm. You don't even need fancy equipment to be a good sound engineer. Yeah. You literally just need a little laptop and... That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, like that is literally all you need. You recorded Paris... I exist. What's more Sleep. important... But Paris, I think, just for reference. Oh, yeah. You recorded Paris on that mic. My biggest song on that microphone. 70,000 plus streams on that on that mic. And it wasn't even, like, that well. Like, and there's artists that are paying thousands of dollars to get it done yeah. professional anyway, in studios. Anyway, anyway yeah. I, saw, so I just think it's... A, it's it's to more prove important to have the will than it is to have the equipment. I started out with a... And some, some talent. And, I mean, yeah. We yeah. definitely need some talent. <laughs> skill, I would say, because you can you can improve your skill over time. True. Um, I would say that. I wonder if they can hear me eating pita chips. I, I, I started out with a computer. Just grab like a bunch at once, so it minimizes the pita. <laughs> Sorry, you could go. So when I started playing Roblox, I started out with a computer that was like 1998 Windows. Wow. It had like. 512 megabytes of RAM, uh, a CRT monitor, and like just extremely basic specs. It had a Pentium 4 uh, Intel processor and like no video card. <laughs> and so I, I would just play RuneScape on that computer with my brother. Uh, since then, I guess the equipment has gotten a lot better. And, and so I'd say that the things that I would actually spend my money on were the things that would end up making more money and, mm. and providing the value in my life. And so when I, when I made money, I would invest it into better computer parts mm-hmm. up until a point to where it was good enough 
right. where I could work with it. And then once, it, once I really got a lot of work into it, then I spoiled myself with nice equipment. And so sort of like low, medium, high in the sort of equipment realm. But the will had to be there first. Right. Yeah. Where, where did you get this music originally? Because I know you ventured into more self-creation of the music for the games and sound studios. and. So uh, the idea behind the music studio was to create a space where we could host podcasts, where we could uh, make sounds for video game developers. Mm-hmm. But I think we were, we were extremely early. And so... It's not uh, a bad thing, though. It, it's not right? a like, bad thing. It's better to be early than late. It, the, no. So the, <laughs> the best thing... You, the, the, the most determining factor of a successful business is the timing. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, like you said, you were early to Roblox. Yeah. The outlier. And so right now, there is so much potential for so many different projects. Uh, and the timing is now. And so one of the projects... I'm actually going to just some gems in here uh, yeah please something that has extremely high value right now is education and so if you can find a way to create education that uh, that gives you the tools that you that teach you how to learn right. yeah instead of like just content to learn if you can push that then there's so much value and there's so much interest in investor dollars in mm-hmm. that sphere. Um, another one I would say is, uh, let's see. So or do you take the educate that information and then go, in, I'm gonna incorporate educational tidbits throughout uh, the current game or I'm gonna create a new game or how does that apply or coexist? How does that apply or coexist? Because um, it seems like you got the education realm. Yeah. The vehicle simulator and then the music sound. So you can studio. actually see a visualization of this on my website. Okay. Uh, if you go to MikhailOlson.com. Great. Uh, MikhailOlson.com. <laughs> MikhailOlson.com. And it's spelled, <laughs> for those of us that... M-I-K-H-A-I-L-O-L-S-O-N. Perfect. DOT dot CR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Department of Transportation. <laughs> um, see, where was I? I was talking about uh, on your education website. and how do you. Oh, okay. Integrate. No, no, I was talking about the uh, sort of where the value is right now, in my opinion. Mm. And so it's in education, it's in pretty much creating videos that summarize how to set up. Sort of as as if it, a life coach. Hmm. Uh, so I think within a game, life coaching within the realms of, of how to get from. And I think Tim Ferriss is a great example of this, like how to escape the the sort of nine to five four hour, get four hour work week. Yeah. yeah. And so. Uh, if I came across that cover, I would have thought it was a scam. Four hour work week. Like, right. I, I read it. And I was like, what? I, re- I came, yeah, I came across him when he was releasing Tools of Titans, or the first one. Yeah, but I, when I was reading that, I was like thinking, 
oh, I would have done it this way. And so, like... For four-hour work week? Yeah, like, there's there's even better ways now right, than, yeah, there are, yeah. than there were in that book when he wrote it. Uh, because just well, that was speed. 2000s. Yeah, so it's like the tools that are out there now, Yeah. there's no excuse. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. But it comes back to what you're talking about. Will, you could have anything and right. not have will and nothing will be done. Yeah, and so you have to know, like, generally what you want in life mm-hmm. and and then it's just the the sort of just constant effort that's applied towards that direction towards that goal that you have in mind mm-hmm. and so I, I shouldn't say that there is no excuse because there are so many obstacles and so right. many struggles to overcome to be able to get to that location how did you get into entrepreneurship and Tim Ferry? Because I feel like, obviously, you are an entrepreneur, which that that answers the question. Too, I feel it, very accidentally. I, like from the game success, I was thrown into the business world. Were you? I had to make an LLC. At six to seventeen. At, at eighteen. So, I, as soon as it went from being PayPal to being direct deposit, I'm like, all right, I need an LLC. Right. So you've been. That's wild. And that's something they don't teach you. And that's something I had to figure out like, yeah. on the fly. Like I had to figure out CPAs, lawyers, and like yeah. all this stuff that you don't learn in well, high school. Or what's anything. what so was like, the first step to finding that stuff out for you? G O G L E. Google. Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally googled how to form an LLC. I think that's the first step for anything anyone wants to do. Yeah. Just and don't worry questions. about doing it wrong. Just do it. Just so so there's. There is a certain amount of yes to that, I would say. Yeah, it's contextual. Everything's and contextual. People are... Just in, jump. People like, in interactions are going are gonna to give you the best sort of... Uh, and, and family recommendations sure. as well. Right. But I, I'd say that Google is, is for, context, for context and sort of the tactic, yes. General Google is the best. Yeah. Or, or any sort of search engine. I use start engine. Okay. Or start page. Okay. Um, so then you yeah. kind of use these the entrepreneurship uh, mentors, it seems, like learning from other people that were you related to with regards to the entrepreneurship journey. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I don't have many entrepreneur friends. Um, you have two now. I, have two I don't know if I'm an entrepreneur yet. Uh, in the eyes of is I didn't say. Yeah. I think an entrepreneur. I mean, actually, no. Yeah, I'm selling my music. I think I'm entrepreneurial. I think I'm running my own business, quote unquote, because of that fact. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that I'm like making a living off of my yeah. business. Like I, I'm not there yet with with regards to I'd that. I'd say there's so. different stages of entrepreneurship. Sure, sure, yeah. But everyone's a fucking entrepreneur now. Yeah. Which is dope. I don't mean that. I don't mean that everyone is yeah, an entrepreneur right. now. There's, I don't think anyone's definitely a, some. Fake Most people are not entrepreneurs, but everyone says title on yeah. to to look cool, yeah, or to look courageous or something. Um, yeah. So, I sorry, keep on. Oh yeah, I mean, go ahead. I wanted to ask because um, I'm not sure we're done with knowing the history of um, how you got to where you are, oh, but I really want to know. I, I kind of shut the fuck up. Really curious as to to what you think. Um, like you talk about education and all that, right? And we were talking about. I'm not certified in anything, by the way. Like, yeah. Only CPR. But I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm saying. 
I'm saying like that's true. Um, we were talking about all these like spiritual things, so I'm sure you want to integrate it in some sense. But it's more like the like the preservation, like what you were talking about, right? Um, do you think the next step is to integrate education? Um, I don't know some sort of like all the like, other things we were talking about that really matter to you, or create something else like a platform, anything. You know what do you think the next step is for you in so terms of a vision? I guess the next step in the mm-hmm. most the step that makes the most sense <clears throat> is to create a, a creative platform using the game's audience to get data on how a real life platform might function. What do you mean by real life platform? And so what I'm doing is <clears throat> I've created the uh, environment that would mimic, say, an actual musical event. Mm, okay. And uh, by by doing sort of Cody, like no, no. similar uh, ideas that these events will do, mm-hmm. um, but with my own twist on it. And so what we can actually do is, is literally change the game. Of a lot of industries. Change the game of, of a lot of industries mm-hmm. inside of a video game. Mm. And what that does is the people who play that video game will understand how it works the same way I understood how video games worked mm-hmm. when I played them. And so uh, the games that you play are only as, as uh, educationally uh, advancing as the, the people who make them. Mm-hmm. And so my goal is to sort of perpetuate and inspire generations to uh, a younger generation to think differently and uh, understand how markets work, mm-hmm. understand how um, creativity and expression is probably more important than uh, fitting into a sort of societal system that doesn't have their their sort of uh, quirky expression side. Mm-hmm. Are there? Do you think any dangers yes. venturing into this? And what do you think that is? Uh, so one of the dangers is that I uh, send out the wrong message, mm-hmm. and the message that is perpetuated onto millions of people is wrong and so but that's on like that's based on your best guess of whatever as well right and it's 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 based on my sort of idea of like ethical morality and and stuff like that so i'm 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 really big into philosophy and and digging into things yeah Um, and what's that line um, between like not overthinking things but also making sure what you're putting out is beneficial you know, because if you keep thinking to make it like perfect philosophically, or you know, you play out all these different effects. Right. What, how do you balance that? So yeah, this is like the sort of Rick and Morty episode where in the new season they have these like aliens on their their masks, okay. and uh, they're like building the city as they go, and they don't really know what they're doing, and uh-huh. so that's just how life is. Um, kind of just do shit. Kind like, of just, you like do stuff, you said. Um, but I think the best tools to do stuff is to just get out of your own way mm-hmm. and look at people who have done what you're trying to do yeah, and just sort of mimic 
them in, in certain aspects. Uh, you can put your own spin on it and do it differently, for sure. Good, good artists copy, great artists steal. You, you got to start by referencing yeah. something and then iterating. Yeah, and so what I've been doing is, is literally just, I got a bunch of books and I've been flipping through them at random, just opening up to a page and reading. And so far that's changed a lot of my uh, ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I think we, we kind of touched on it too, like earlier about how we gotta do things now, take action now, but also have a vision so there's a direction. Mm-hmm. But to also be courageous enough to take steps forward to a direction that we think is correct. I see it as like we're holding a torch and as we learn the light gets bigger but there's it takes courage to keep walking and to go further into the darkness. Yeah, it's, it's, it's as if our circumference of our understanding grows mm-hmm. as we understand more and more. And so yeah. as that boundary gets bigger and bigger, that's your your sort of context almost. Your, your context, mm-hmm. yes. And so as you shine that torch on, on many dark areas in the universe, you're finding that, you know, like, we don't know shit. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything. Mm-hmm. We're just, like, trying to figure out how to do stage, like, a, a, a type, what is it, three civilization? Or type four, where mm-hmm. we're, like, space-bearing, and we have, like, some sort of society? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> the, the the amount of complexity in, in the, the universe just goes beyond anything we, mm-hmm. we understand. Like I'm glad it does. If if we think we're <laughs> so special, like we're not. Yeah. The Drake equation pretty much We're carbon. <laughs> we're like Yeah. Like, there's probably modern carbon silicon based life forms that silicon based? <laughs> I heard you say cinnamon, and I was like, how does that work? There's cinnamon toast crunch on that fridge right now. <laughs> Just kidding. He's a silicon-based. Uh, I don't know. There's like probably... Silicon Valley There's is definitely the humans. possibility that within this era of the universe, uh, the universe goes through multiple sort of dark spots and, and uh-huh. light spots in which life is possible. And so the... It, it's it's very possible that there's alternate universes yeah. and sort of this, this is like completely off topic now. That's fine. <laughs> does it even well not does it does it even do, matter? Does it even matter to us? Like if there is an alternate universe, does that affect me? Like I still so, have my so, rents due. Like, <laughs> I said that. I mean, I just I, I, that's my that's my go to when we get very right. But we're talking about an expanding awareness in this sort of circumstance situation. Correct. So, yeah. Right. And how little we know. How little we know. So like, Trans- we're worried about paying rent and wondering if taxes are worth it, and when they're like parallel universes. And fighting on like basic human concepts when there's people like, oh, we're yeah. <laughs> I heard the th- the theory that we're like the microbial two dimensional beings. How they don't even understand have the capacity to understand the conception that we do and at that scale we have no conception of understanding seven dimensional beings exactly because there's potentially seven and they could ten exist dimensional beings oh, there's a, a great video by I think Carl Sagan 
where he's explaining what book did he write? What it's like to be a two-dimensional being and have a three-dimensional being in the same plane. Mm. And that's the same sort of uh, integral in which a fourth-dimensional being would look at a, a third-dimensional mm. being. And so yeah. what that looks like is like on the fourth dimension, time, time doesn't exist, and so all these, seen, all these beings are sort of just looking at us like, all right, what, where are they going to fuck up again? <laughs> but we also think they give a fuck. Away. We don't yeah. sit and go, ah, oh, this ant. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. They are. They have such. They're worrying about their own problems. Probably, yeah. and then they're like more tears. Okay. To assume yeah. there's problems, and to assume that they they're not just like. And so it's existing, this, like I like you. If entropy exists, then we're breathing the same air. That means we're made by a pro- byproduct of like trees that were around with dinosaurs or whatever. Like all energy is the same, so in a sense, all energy another dimension is just existing. Yeah. Potentially, and, and what I would imagine is that as dimensions increase, it's the same as entropy. You think and entropy increases with with dimensions? Uh-huh. Yes. And so the the energy that is sort of combined in these multiple pockets of universes, mm-hmm. as the dimensional entropy increases, you are you are getting closer to what I think is actually God in this sort of all knowing and all encompassing mm. um, energy that yeah. that persists throughout time and space. Mm. Cool. <laughs> anyway, back to Roblox. <laughs> back to that. Powering imagination. What is something I that... I feel so bad that you have to cut this shit up based on like what we're talking about. Yeah, like, no, I think I think it's a good conversation. I think like this comes back to just like learning. Like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. We're just having a conversation. Like I, I that's why I really like to word it as conversation because I think there's a connotation with the podcast that it's this, some sort of interview. It's like this interview, like just formality. It's like, who is this person? Like, yeah, why do I care? I genuinely want to have quote unquote podcast style conversations in regular life. Like I want to go like, like on some therapy shit. Just like so, like where was your headspace in 2016 when this happened and blah blah blah. Just trying to really get to know and understand the people because that's yeah. how you can then learn like. I think the grandiose, like, uh, dimensional conversations are fun, and... There's no practicality. Yeah, it, at a certain point, my brain just, like... It does a little bit, though, because it makes it identity. Yeah. You learn a little yeah. bit more about who you that's are. That's true, and you get a, you get this sort of, like, like whoa, that, that's there. But you can't implode, so you can't be overthinking your identity, because right. that'll fuck you up, so... Existential thinking and such... It's good know. to get the big picture, but, but be definitely moving like moving on the micro. Exactly, because that's where a lot of that's how you affect the macro. Exactly. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. So it's as above, so far. below. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what other things about um, anything? Yeah, I guess anything. Yeah. But <laughs> what do you like? To I guess you like this Roblox. Yeah. Let's see. So what are some things that you learned along the way that you that you uh, would have told yourself at fifteen, sixteen? What's oh, some advice you could tell lessons you? Lessons I've learned. Oh, there's so many. Uh, there's if a, you had to pick three. I'm, I'm just gonna reference a movie. Watch okay. Labyrinth by David Bowie. Okay. By David Bowie. I've seen Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, he's in it. He's okay. the main villain. I feel like it's on my list of movies to watch. Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? No, I haven't. It's okay. Labyrinth. Um, but another 
good lesson, I'd say. Let's see. I learned a lot of lessons. Like, there's there's some really good triads hidden in horror movies. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, um, for what example, Silent that? Hill. Um, I, a lot of horror films. I like thrillers that you don't know what, like... like the what? Shining. The Shining has a good one, too. I feel like... Ruben and I were just talking about that. You should talk to him about horror movies and okay. what and how that kind of like translates to other things. I hate horror movies. I think they're movies. yeah. I like but. comedies and thrillers because <laughs> comedies make me feel good because they make me laugh, and thrillers make me feel good because I'm like, what's gonna happen? What's the story? I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's yeah. more. It's a. I feel like um, in it. You know? I like the Avengers Endgame. Yeah, action films are good. There's a bit of comedy in those, but yeah. What do you like say? Thor Ragnarok. Is are you talking about like Marvel? Um, but also Ragnarok on Netflix is really good. I haven't watched either the movie or the show. Oh, for yeah. Thor. So, yeah. Um, I guess a, a lesson from experience is don't live with your best friend's girlfriend in the same house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Was it you, your best friend and the girlfriend or you and the best friend's girlfriend in the house? It was, it was me, my best friend and then his girlfriend moved in. Oh. Why is that bad? Just don't do it. You're third wheel all the time. Mm -hmm. It's not fun. Oh, okay. I thought it more like that. I think you need to make an agreement that if she moves in, she needs to bring friends. Like it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not uh, fair to you. That, that was like the idea, but it, it just didn't work out. That way. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I just. <laughs> I like you hit his. That was that was funny. You just hit us with that. Just don't look with your best friend. <laughs> so like Roblox, just like the best takeaway that I have, future generation, <laughs> is don't let your best friend. <laughs> don't I let the talking about all these cosmic things. My one advice is like don't live with your best friend's girlfriend. That's so funny. That's so weird. So you're you're making music now too, right? Like that's an endeavor that you're. I'd say doing more so in like the virtual concert stuff. Okay. That's sort of just like personal development. Did you play instruments as a kid? I played guitar. Okay. So you swam and played guitar. Yeah. And made super successful video games. I I swam and played guitar. Video game. Hire me, please. (laughs) My LinkedIn. Things. Swim, play guitar, That's made a fire video. Cool. Oh, I, I also made uh, videos. Actually, in Tucson High, they had the uh, film fest, and I made a music video that got third place. That's fire. Nice. Yeah. You made a music video. That's fire. I made a couple music videos. For cool. for someone artists. else or for you? for uh, just school. Mm. Just kind of school. Oh, okay. But, I can edit videos, I can do... I, I made a trailer for Vehicle Simulator. I made three trailers. Oh, nice. One of them has, like, two million views. Two. Mm. So. Nice. How did you... Okay, actually, I'm curious about this. This is a selfish question. How did you build the audience? Um, the community. With regard... Yeah, that's a great way to put it. How did you build the community? Obviously, it wasn't around you, right? Like, people don't love Elon for... Elon, they love him because they love him for Elon, but they love him because what did right? I would say like both reasons Mm -hmm. are valid. Yeah. So like, how do you think? What advice would you give someone that's trying to build a brand or build a community um, with social media? 
that doesn't have a video game, but like, if that makes sense, right? Because I think you've done well with the transparency and the authenticity, answering people's questions, responding to people on. So yeah, the community aspect, like Josh, once again, has been massive player in this is the guy whose girlfriend that no this is this is the guy who uh helped me program the guy that you were oh, the, the best by the main programmer yeah the also worked at best buy wow. okay so you hired so he I, was goes best buy to then working for yeah that's awesome yeah so i stole him away from best buy nice i'm sure he's happy about that <laughs> oh yeah yeah he's very happy about that. wait so josh he played like an integral part in building community yeah how so so uh he, he's basically like collected uh, so the, the idea we had is let's crowdsource our monitors or our moderators from the community to moderate the community and then have the moderators moderate the moderators. Mm. Moderator meaning like? like uh, people in the Discord server who kept it like valid. And valid, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So you created like a... <laughs> Like an organization, like a what's the word for it? So what? Well, what? Like a hierarchy, almost, but not quite, because it's kind of kind of like a hierarchy. Yeah. But it's like people who like we've noticed from the community are really good at um, doing that. Yeah. Sort of just being there and. and what's uh, their incentive? The the incentive is we, we don't even pay them to be part exactly. of the community. Exactly. So what's like, it? The incentive is community? just yeah. that they're there in the community. They like mm. the game and yeah. they play it. And so yeah. The, their sort of, I guess, side thing is they just check out the community and make sure it's so long, good. Somewhere yeah. too, I think. I mean, I think some people are just like born enforcers. Yeah, I feel that. No. Like moderators, you mean? Like yeah. people are really good moderators. Yeah, like like there's Karens in the world. There's, uh, <laughs> and they feel the need to like they just yeah, have that like, there's that intrinsic need to like fulfill that that character Whatever. yeah it's a so, position for sure I guess uh, you find the Karens of the group get some Karens as moderators yeah that's what we're pretty damn good <laughs> <laughs> no I'm just kidding um, yeah. man I feel so bad for Karens that people just like, that are named Karen, named Karen just who are actually Karen yeah, Karens I actually know like one of the sweetest girls I do too I do uh, too I feel so bad for all of this meme I mean, as long as it's a sense of humor, it'll be okay. Yeah. It'll blow over. Uh, yeah. It'll be a month I from now. I love calling people Karen, though. That's, like, funny. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, this funny. is going to be able to landmark the podcast right here. <laughs> that we're talking about Karen. Karen. Yeah, exactly. It's like, wow, was like, five years ago. Yeah, like, five years from now. Gongham style. We're talking about Karen now? What? So, Gongham style stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that... Yeah. This has been a great wide-ranging conversation, as Tim <laughs> Ferriss would say. Um, oh, yeah. And with that, thank you. The Pikachu will add Appreciate you. There's probably something I left out, but we'll, we'll have to make a part seven. <laughs> There's definitely six parts in here. No, I'm just kidding. A part two or whatever. I don't know. Part three. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming through. I, I, I appreciate you. Thanks for letting you. me co-host. Thank you. You guys you had a great. <laughs> so funny. You had great questions. And I always just happen to be in the in the space when he interviews someone. Yeah. So it's just like a. Random I don't thing. even like calling it interview because it's like. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> yeah. But it's like the same thing with like Daniel. I was just at your house. 
so I just kind of hop in and talk to. No, it's good. I really I, I, I shouldn't even mention like the whole physical transformation with that I went through. As oh well. wow! Mm. But uh, that'd be or, cool. Or the the MMA and sort of all the other stuff. Mm. So there's there's a lot more. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I'm sure that this is only the beginning. Even though mm-hmm. you've done a lot, I feel like you still haven't started yet. He is so, 22. I don't know about you. I haven't started yet. And knowing that, it was like, holy shit. Bring it on. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see yeah. where the endeavors go, knowing what you know now. And just, mm-hmm. you, I like I like the way you think and look at the world and approach things. And I'm excited to see what you tackle next. Thank you. Or the way you change the game yeah. the next time. You said change the game. And that's you were funny. talking about game, and I was like, that's That could be your motto. Game. That's a great, like, guys, like, we're here to change the game. We're like, like we know. <laughs> change the game. We know, yeah. it's an update. <laughs> it's time to change the game. Yeah. You just, like, walk in a room and be like, it's time to change the game. So corny, like, but I, yes. <laughs> do it. Yeah. All right. I'm here to change uh, the game. Yeah, you make the game. You're the writer, director, and, uh, player. audience, actors. And the tree. The, the judge, jury, and the executioner. Mm. Cool. And that's it. And that's, that's it. Have a great night. All right. Thank you so much for making it all the way to the end. I really, really appreciate it. I know this was a long conversation. So if you're listening to this, thank you. Uh, if you enjoyed this, make sure to share this on social media. And if you can rate us, that'd be dope. And if you hated this, definitely let me know. Like, seriously. Uh, I would love to know how to improve and get better. Um, Just want to say, too, this was recorded July 22nd for reference. So if we talk about things that were more time uh, topical, just wanted to date that. And uh, thanks again. We also had like Cody in the beginning and then we took a break and had some chips. So I apologize if the audio isn't uh, outstanding. All right. I'm your host, Zach Cohen, a.k.a. Zico at Zach S. Cohen on everything social media. And this has been episode two of The Solariot Show. Thank you. Peace.